Hear a just cause, O Lord. Give heed to my cry. Welcome back to Hackberry House, a podcast devoted to the Word of God and the persecuted church in North Korea. My name is Bob. This is podcast number 488. It is June the 5th, 2016. Well, each week I try to give to you information that will cause you to pray more meaningfully about North Korea. The Korean story is a very difficult one, a sad one. And if you can bear it, I'd like to share a little of their of Korean history. I'm reading from the little book called Almost, which is the 2015 annual report of crossing borders in Glenview, Illinois. Now you can Google that. Do with it as you will. I think you'll find it's a great group. Uh, there are many great groups serving North Korea. Uh, don't give up on your prayer. Don't stop praying because there are all these groups helping. They need your prayer because they surely can know that they're going to be under attack. Well, let's let's go way back to the Choson Dynasty in the from 1392 to 1910. Actually, Confucianism. Confucianism was accepted as a popular and official state religion. Modern Korea, north or south, could trace a heavy social focus on the values of filial piety to this era. Ceremonies of systematized worship to ancestors became a national influence. So, got to remember that the Korean people were steeped in that to begin with. But later, in that same dynasty, much later, Catholicism was introduced to Korea via envoys who traveled to and from Beijing. Now, they have a system also, you know, and so you can understand why there was at least some acceptance of the Catholic way because it's so organized and so ritualized. Um, 1594, Japanese forces invaded Korea and captured a large population of Koreans, and they were brought back to Japan as slaves. These slaves are the first to encounter Catholic missionaries in major Japanese cities. Now in the late 1600s, multiple attempts to enter Korea to evangelize through missions are denied and unsuccessful. However, due to contact with missionaries from China, Korean scholars are aware of the religion as um, Tianzhu Shi or the true teaching of the Lord of Heaven. So there was some evangelism going on early on. 1784, Yi Shengjun, the first notable Korean Catholic figure who is baptized in China and begins efforts to evangelize upon his subsequent return to Korea. 1785, the Korean government issues an edict to suppress Catholicism for its beliefs that forbid the performance of rites to ancestors. 1786, Kim Pomu, government interpreter, is the one of the first nationals martyred in Korea history while incarcerated for his beliefs. 1795, Zhou Wenmo, first missionary, known to enter the country successfully to begin ministry, arrives in Korea from China and then goes into hiding. The number of Korean believers increases from 4,000 to 10,000 by 1800. In the 1800s, it's an era of heavy persecution against Christians. So that didn't start with Kim Jong-un, right? 
or, or any of the Kims. Way back all the way, there's been a cross to carry in Korea. 1801, the Sinyu persecution, the first national persecution of Christians in Korean history. National. Catholicism is further viewed as a threat to social and moral customs in ancestral rights as well as a political threat. Finally, in 1832, the first Protestant missionary. Um, they go to Korea. Uh, it's Carl Friedrich August Gutzlaff explores Manchuria and Korea's western coast. It's just a probe, nothing established. 1834, Korean church membership estimated at 9,000. 1857, Korean church membership reported to be over 15,000 as the Christian population continues to grow. 1866 to 1871, the Great Persecution, the longest national attempt to eradicate Christianity prior to the division of the Koreas. Over 8,000 Korean believers executed during that time. 1880s. Protestantism's expansion in Korea is marked especially by the development of educational institutions such as colleges and universities. These include three Western medical institutions, the Beige Boys High School, the Ewa Girls High School, later named the Ewa Women's College. 1884, first Protestant church planted in Korea. We've been talking Protestants all along here. But not until 1884 was there a Protestant church. But the name of Jesus and at least some of the teachings of Jesus through Catholicism had been in attack, under attack all along. Let's continue. 1900. 1900. 1% of the Korean population is now identified as Christian. In 1903 to 1908, a Protestant Revival. Where was it centered? Down in South Korea. Wrong. Largely centered in the north. Before the division, of course. This period in Christianity spurs Pyongyang to adopt the title Jerusalem of the East. Pyongyang, Korea. They called it Pyongyang at different times in the history. 1905, Japan annexes the Korean Peninsula. January 14, 1907, the beginning of the great 1907 Pyongyang revival takes place in the first church of Pyongyang under the leadership of Pastor Samuel A. Moffat and a spontaneous gathering of believers. Approximately 1,600 to 2,000 people gather. Some families travel over 200 miles to attend this revival. Pyongyang becomes a capital for Christian growth in the East until 1933. In 1909, approximately 200,000 Koreans are brought to Christ by the Methodist mission of 1909 in Southern Korea. 1911, the Old Testament is fully translated into Korean and printed. Now, please understand, all this time, from Catholic to Protestant until 1911, no full Bible. A complete translation of the Korean Bible took 24 years, starting in 1911. 1914, Protestant membership in the church flourishes to 196,000 believers who compose 1.1% of the total population of the Korean Peninsula. 1915, Japan's colonial government begins to institute patriotic schools. 
enforcing the use of Japanese as the national language. Religious instruction and worship is forbidden in public and private schools. This causes a backlash against the colonial government as it spurs the introduction of Korean Christian communities into the political independence movement. March 1, 1919. The March 1st movement, an independent movement responsible for shaping Korean identity and nationhood under Japanese rule, led in part by Protestant leaders who publicly sign a Korean Declaration of Independence. The reaction of Japanese authorities to the Declaration is especially targeted toward Christian populations, as suppression comes in the form of Christian executions and church burnings. The level of brutality and violence toward Christianity incites a public image of Christians as martyrs, as well as international condemnation of Japanese colonial authorities. Christianity becomes linked to Korean nationalism. 1930s. With agricultural uh, demands to support the Japanese Empire, there's a great exodus of Korean farmers to Manchuria. Social instability and economic despair in the Korean population causes a crisis in churches throughout the nation. Loss of membership causes many ministries to suffer. 1938 to 1945, approximately 2,000 Protestants are arrested for non-compliance. Approximately 50 Koreans die in prison or through torture. Reading the Old Testament and Revelation is forbidden as Japanese authorities take greater control over existing church bodies and the content of, content of worship services. Churches are closed and rebuilt with, into Shinto Shrines. 1945, approximately 740,000 Protestants are reported in Korea, 3% of the total population. Of course, from 1939 to 1945 is World War II with all that that involves. And in 1945, Korea is divided. Now, there's another part to this history, I do believe. Yeah, let's go with the timeline in North Korea and Christianity. 1945, still North Korea is under Soviet political influence. Uh, 1945, also Christians form political parties, the Christian Social Democratic Party and the Christian Liberal Party. However, both parties are soon suppressed. 1945 to 47, post-division Christian revival in North Korea. Communists arrest religious leaders in 1946 in an attempt to end the resurgent faith. 1946 to 1950, Christians in the north begin fleeing to the south. Those who remain are executed en masse prior to the beginning of the Korean War. 1946, a massive population of Christian believers, even following the divide of the Koreas, resides in the north. With growing anxiety regarding the large population of believers, control and suppression of the Christian community becomes a Communist Party focus because of its size and differing political views. Think, think Egypt and the, and the Israelites, remember? Under Pharaoh, they had to do something with all these Israelites there. The government establishes the Federation of Christians. This body requires, by law, 
registration of all Christian believers under the threat of arrest. The Federation marks those who refuse registration as followers of illegal organization and begins the process of confiscating and secularizing church property. 1950, the Korean War. 1953, the Korean Armistice. 1950 to 1980, life is little is heard of Christianity in the North as the country is largely isolated. 1977, justice replaces... Uh, I'm sorry, Juche, not justice at all. Juche replaces Marxism in the North Korean Constitution, a cult of personality founded on Kim Il-sung. Juche is the North Korean nationalistic philosophy of self-reliance. 1980s, news of existing and active North Korean house churches is reported by organizations in North America and Europe. 1988, North Korea announces the construction of a Roman Catholic and Protestant church for religious use. It's acknowledged, however, that these churches are government-organized institutions with approved personnel assigned to positions within its structure. 1995 to 99, North Korea's historic famine. Estimated 3.5 million North Koreans die of starvation. Estimated 140,000 to 300,000 North Koreans flee across the border into China. Flooding plagues the nation's agriculture for five years. 2010, North Korea opens the Pyongyang University of Science and Technology, which is supported strongly and staffed by Christians from the United States and South Korea. But teachers are strictly forbidden from evangelism. 2012 to 2016, North Korea retains first place on the Open Doors World Watch list of countries with Christian persecution. And today, in a population of 26 million North Koreans, 300,000 are estimated to be underground Christians. Now, if that doesn't give you something to pray about this week, about Korea, I don't know what will, because their history is also their present. Just think of it. Uh, the... The, the pagan religions were, were persecuting them. The, the Japanese come in and persecute them. The, the communists come in and persecute them. Juche, Kim's, just a constant flow of it. And of course, there had, uh, there's a South Korean timeline that goes along there that I could read, but I think you're more aware of that and I won't go into it. But it has been truly a blossoming church down there where, the, the, where there's liberty. God's people just, just flow to it and enjoy the Lord. But of course, thinking about their neighbors up north too, as we ought to, as we ought to. Well, could it come to us? Could it come to you, believer? Could this happen to you? Of course it could. Of course it could. You may, you may walk into the fire. You may go there directly and, and offer yourself as a martyr if you want to die for Jesus, there's any number of places to go and do that. But it may come here too. I hope you're not just thinking, well, I'm going to stay here because it's safe. Got to stay here because the Lord wants us here and has things for us to do here. Father, in Jesus' name, I come to you again on behalf of our brothers and our sisters in North Korea. I ask again your grace to be there. I ask that you will, through your people and your own spirit, visit your people there, people that we cannot get to, that you will get to them and touch their lives and prosper them, prosper them, prosper your people, Father. 
in some way. Would you please stop this Kim government? Would you please bring it down in some way that you know how to do? Father, in Jesus' name, we need your help. We need your help to do this. Remind us to pray often and then to listen to you as to what our part is supposed to be in this struggle. I pray it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, there's a long series on North Korea on the website here and North Korea updates. Uh, don't forget to click on photos and then click on the out, couple of albums there at the top. You'll see scores of pictures and updates. I'm doing it you know, chronologically. I always put the, the last thing that I put up, I'll put it, it'll be first. Uh, so I put something up uh, just yesterday. Usually try to do it three times a week. Sometimes it's less, but uh, keep up with that. Keep up with what's going on over there so you'll be able to pray better. Thank you so much for being with me today. We get back to Bible question and answer tomorrow. Soon wrapping up Genesis, moving on to Exodus and points beyond. Don't forget where we started today. Psalm 17.1. Hear, O Lord, a just cause. Give heed to my cry. Amen.